We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekumski coming to you from Northfield, Minnesota, and with me I have Pastor Tim Shakel. And Tim Shakel is also coming from Northfield, Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> before I get started, uh, it's been a little confusing for Tim and me because uh, generally we do this show with one person somewhere off in the distance. Uh, Matt's often in St. Louis. Uh, most of the things you hear on the KFEO, somebody's in California or somebody's in Minnesota or whatever. But Tim and I are actually together here in my office in Northfield. And so we were getting all set up and we put on our headphones because, you know, if you're really a radio guy, you have your headphones on. And, and we got started and realized, well, actually, we're just talking to each other. So we don't we don't need any headphones. So I don't know. We don't feel very radio like, but we are, Tim. Trust me. Even though you don't have your headphones on, this is still actually a radio show. In fact, this is Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the basics. basics. All right, Tim, last week we let you just kind of sit and relax for a while, but now you got to work. Uh, what is it that you're going to share with us today and, and, and next Saturday? So we're going to cover a little bit of Revelation. This week we'll cover Revelation chapter 6. Next week we'll cover Revelation 14. And uh, just a little bit of background here. So Revelation, of course, is a vision uh, from God given to John the Apostle. It opens with him seeing the vision. Uh, John gives these words to some seven churches uh, that are in Turkey. And then John sees God in, on his throne, uh, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and specifically the Lamb sitting on the throne who is Jesus. And uh, we see all the angels, and that sets us up for chapter 6 is what we're going to read here today so is this is this like the first of the visions? this is or? the very first of the okay. visions All yes right. so we got everybody set up there in the in the heavenly kingdom and now we got it and one thing that's always puzzled me this is this is the seven seals are, are these sea lions are these gray seals what, what what are we talking so earlier in the previous chapter <laughs> and tim again just says yeah that was the stupidest thing i've ever heard <laughs> thank you tim that's the thing to do just ignore it <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. So the lamb, who is Jesus, he's yeah. given a scroll, you know, with like a scripture, like, uh, you know, all the scriptures in the Old Testament, Isaiah, and Jeremiah, they were given scrolls, you know, things that, oh, are, yeah. okay. that are read and to... That's uh, where the word comes out. Okay, right. Yeah. So those are God's authoritative words, right? Right. Well, this one's sealed. So like, you know, like a stamp, you know, right. like one of those red blood, red stamps, imagine that type of thing. There's seven of them. And... The thing about it is only Jesus, only the Lamb can open them. All right. Now, I, I know you've got your stuff prepared here, and I, I don't want to throw you off track, but but why is that? First of all, why are they sealed? And, and, and is there any significance of the fact that only the Lamb can open them? Well, there's definitely significance of both. Okay. So, so the fact— Now, now if, if this is taking out order, that's fine. We can be patient, but— Right. So the fact that only the Lamb can open it— uh, you know, only the lamb has the authority. Only God has authority over his own words and authoritative decree. Okay. Right. 
And uh, oh, and also he's the one who has uh, salvation in his hands, right? Okay, yes, and that's, yes. And that's why that's why he's given the authority. The Revelation talks about that. So he, the only reason why that he's given that authority is he laid down his life for the world. And so that's what gives him the authority is that uh, he sacrificed himself. Um, and then the fact that it's sealed, right? Uh, you know, that's for God to reveal to us in his own time. And that's, that happens elsewhere in scripture where uh, God seals up. For instance, Daniel has to seal up his vision uh, at the end of Daniel. And uh, so there's only, God only wants us to know what he wants us to know in his own time. That's the significance of those things. So, so I'm thinking that for me, then I would say, well, why are you doing that, God? But, but since it is related to Christ and Christ suffered and died for us, whatever there's going on here, it is because of God's concern and compassion. If there are things that are sealed, if there are things that need to be reeled in time, again, it's because he cares for us, not because he's trying to hide stuff from us. Would that be a fair? Right, that's fair. And, you know, the contents of the scroll uh, is another thing to talk about. Uh, you know, it's not exactly explicitly revealed to us in Revelation 6, but one might imagine that whatever uh, is being told to us after each seal is broken, that is the contents uh, of the seal itself. Um, at, but at minimum, it's God's words, it's God's message, it's given to us. And then another note, you know, there's seven seals, that's something written, there's seven trumpets, that there's something heard, and then there's seven censers or seven bowls of wrath, you know, something, some action is taken. Okay, so where do you want me to go from here? How much would you like me to read so from chapter six? Go to chapter six, start at verse one, go to verse eight. Okay. Now I watched when the lamb opened one of the seven seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures say with a voice like thunder, come. And I looked and behold, a white horse and its rider had a bow and a crown was given to him. And he came out conquering and to conquer. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, come. And out came another horse, bright red. Its rider was permitted to take peace from the earth so that people would slay one another and that he was given a great sword. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, come, and I looked to behold a black horse, and its rider had a pair of scales in his hand, and I heard what seemed to be a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, a quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm, there are in wine. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, come, and I looked and behold a pale horse and its rider's name was Death, and Hades followed him. And they were given authority over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword and with famine and with pestilence and by wild beasts of the earth. So these are the four horsemen of the ap apocalypse. Is that That is correct. Are? These are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. They're famous because they were depicted in arts. They've been depicted in literature and movies. And so that, that makes them... Famous. But, but what in the world does it mean to Well, well we're getting God. to that now, okay. John. So generally, <laughs> this whole section would could be summarized as the world suffers. Okay? Okay. All right. And you could go back all the way to Genesis and say the world suffers as a consequence of sin. And there is a pattern here. Um, so ju just keep that in the back of your mind. Okay. There's suffering. There are righteous people who are waiting to be delivered from that su suffering, but then there are also people who fall away 
who fall into wickedness and they uh, participate in evil. Uh, and uh, God is stopping that and trying to restore and save as many as he can back, back to life. So keep that in the back of your mind. So and, and, and actually, if that's what this is, if these are these are, are the troubles and trials, I can understand why God would keep that want to keep that locked up. But but apparently you can't keep it locked up forever. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you got four horse horsemen and four horses, right? One yeah. white, one red, one black, one uh, dapple gray or uh, green, whatever color you want to call it. <laughs> uh, there's a couple translations there. Is that right? okay? I'm saying. Um, and so the first one you have come out conquering with, with a bow and he represents, um, everything that is, uh, tyranny and uh, coming in with power and abuse of power. And, um, then you have the blood, the red one, and that turns to war and, and bloodshed and then black, he has, uh, pestilence and famine, and then death kind of comes in and he cleans up all the bodies. That's oh, that's the picture. Okay. okay. Oh, okay. I, I like it. I, I never thought of it that so way. So you got other thing that's killing people from from wars to, to uh, 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 wicked rulers to, to starvation and then death. Okay. That so that, that, that's what I'm trying to point out is yeah. that one leads into the other. Yeah. First, yeah. first, pride, and that's why there's even going to be war in the first place because imagine that you know a domineering dictator he says i'm going to uh, you know take over you know let's we'll go to hitler right t t well, wait no we don't we can think of putin and I, putin you know, and all those i mean that's right that's a and, and so they do something very wicked that leads to a lot of people dying in war and, and bloodshed uh and god says that's uh because of that the earth will be cursed so that's that's what the famine is okay okay and uh, and then of course death just just comes upon out of that. Now, now I'm going to interrupt you a second because sure. now you, you you've got the hair rising on the back of my neck. Because see, I think we look at this. Oh, this is something off in the distant future. But from what you're describing it, Tim, it sounds like stuff that we've seen over and over. And now, now of course, you and I haven't seen it, but we've read about it. But we are seeing about it. Everything you describe this is what's going on in Ukraine, even as you and I are speaking. And of course, before the Ukraine, it was going on in the Middle East, and and uh, like you said, Hitler. Well, okay. So am I? Am I right? Or am I? Am I wrong to to think that this is stuff that is actually has happened and is happening? It is both foretelling and foretelling. So okay. All right. It's uh, is something that is true in the past, true in the present, true in the future, and that's what I was just about to get okay. to. So these four horsemen uh, are very similar to what Zechariah saw. Okay. Uh, in Zechariah chapter six, and there he saw four chariots, uh, and again the same colors and doing really uh, right. Okay. And uh, God commanded them uh, to uh, go to the four corners of the earth, and uh, they would be in charge of either giving peace or withholding peace. And for the withholding peace, that meant war, bloodshed, mm -hmm. pestilence, death. Okay. okay. Um, so that's our first biblical parallel. Okay. okay. Then in the book of Deuteronomy, uh, you know, Moses, uh, you know, he's, you know, this is his last sermon to, to all the Israelites and uh, they're about to en enter the promised land and he's given his instructions. And uh, part of his instructions is once they cross over the, the Jordan River is 
six tribes were to go onto one mountain, and that was Mount uh, Gerizim. Okay. And then the, those six tribes would tell all of the blessings that God would give upon them, you know, if they were obedient and, you know, they yeah. upheld everything God told them. But then there were six tribes that would go to a, an, a, another mountain and, you know, they're side by side. So you got the valley in between. And so everybody's supposed to be able to hear, you know, it, you know, the common okay. people. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're proclaiming the messages. They're proclaiming yeah. the messages. And so they would proclaim all of the curses. Okay. And what's interesting is it follows the same pattern. So you have pride in like maybe a king or a ruler and, uh, you know, he abuses that power. And then that leads to uh, war and bloodshed. And God says, well, I will curse the ground because of that. And there also there will be death, destruction. And uh, he alludes to, you know, their uh, um, captivity, you know, in the future. Uh, so th there's a pattern that happens over and over again. And one way of uh, it goes all the way back to Genesis, John. Okay. So, so I, yeah. it, when when. God says, uh, do not eat of this fruit lest you die. You just imagine those four horsemen coming ah, along, right? Oh. So that's the consequence of sin. Okay. It, and it happens over and over again. And in Revelation, it kind of intensifies. And, uh, you know, God's, you know, saying that it will get more intense, that this pattern will happen over and over again. And, and you know, that's for God to know how that plays out. Uh, but you'll, you'll see this over and over again and, until it comes to its culmination. So, so here's the thing. So, so it occurs to me that that apparently it's the same guy writing the whole the whole thing. John because, is writing the whole thing, not yeah. you, John. Well, but, no, but uh, I mean, I mean, the, the, apparently the guy that wrote Genesis and the, who's given the words of the prophets, and right. then yeah, this is all the same guy doing this. Right. Yeah. At same same theme. Yeah. Uh, and, and I really like that thought. I hadn't thought about it because you're right. When you think about the consequences of of the sin of Adam and Eve, it basically follows the same same pattern, concluding, of course, with the uh, the, the, the fourth living creature, death, you know, from earth, dust you've come, dust you return. Uh, and, and there it's a very personal thing because at that point it just involves Adam and Eve. But, yeah, as you get more people in the earth, he's going to be involved more and more. And as the world grows and expands and as we keep the promise to be fruitful and multiply, it's just well, that's. So, you know, Tim, see, this is the advantage because because I, 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 I've studied this part. But honestly, I had not ever seen the connections with all of those uh, uh, different events, especially the thing with Moses and with Adam and Eve. Uh, oh, that is my own personal connection. I, I, for you. I uh, had been studying that uh, shortly before or after this. Yep. Uh, and uh, I had just studied those first five books, the Moses uh, very carefully. And there's some uh, typology connection, you know, with words and stuff, but also uh, just the pattern jumps out on the page to me when, when I, when I read uh uh, chapters 27 and 28 of Deuteronomy there. And, but, yeah. and, and see, this is, for our listeners, why should I study the Bible? Uh, well, that's that's why you study the Bible, because there's all these interweaving things, and they're all connected, and, and all they do is to help confirm our faith that what we're dealing with is, is the Word of God. And, and what a great thing it is for you and me to be pastors, because people actually pay us to do that. Right. Uh, so, all right, Tim, where do we go from here? So go uh, to the next verses. Okay. Uh, verses 9 to 11. All right. All right, we've got the fifth seal now. When I opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the witness they had borne. and cried out with a loud voice, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, 
How long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? And they were given a white robe and told to rest a little longer until the number of their fellow servants and their brothers should be complete, who were to be killed as they themselves had been. And, and, and before you get into this, uh, for me, Tim, what I find comforting in this is, is we hear about these four horsemen. We hear about the, the terrible things they do. And, and then when these things happen to us as Christians, sometimes we say, well, that's not right. I'm a Christian. I shouldn't. But it seems to me the Bible is, well, Christ himself, take up your cross. And follow me. So if you thought somehow the four horsemen were just for the bad people, well, apparently not. That's the impression I'm getting here. Well, go ahead, Tim. Tell us about this fifth seal. Well, that is correct, John. That's uh, uh, God is overseeing this whole thing, right? Yep. Uh, yep. E even the, the destruction, and He's you know commanding even those things. You know, Isaiah talks about that. Uh, that is, you know, He brings prosperity and calamity. He does both. Uh, I think that's Isaiah 47. Um, but now we, we saw those four horsemen yeah. and they were working in tandem one after the other, you know, death finally uh, sweeping up all the dead bodies uh, and we see that suffering, but we see the good characters, right? So we okay. have, yep. And yep. they're aligned with the hero of the entire story, but, Jesus. But they're suffering like everybody else. Correct. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that's just kind of a summary of it all. You know, that's, that's what's happening in the past, that's what happens now, and I'm telling you, it's going to happen again, yeah. but in a more intense way. So, but there they are uh, under the altar. That's where they should be, right? They're okay. they're under God, and they're worshiping, and they're waiting, right? They're waiting for their deliverance, just like we, you know, as believers, are waiting for Jesus to return, waiting for deliverance, and that's true in life too, right? You go through some bout of suffering in life, you lose your job, you, you know, have some kind of sickness and you can't wait for it to be over or you hope it yeah, is over. Yeah, yeah. And that's what they're waiting for, waiting for it to be all done. And this pattern happens over and over in, in Revelation. Go ahead. They're, they're waiting for what we talked about last week for, for the master to come and say, friend, come up higher. Correct. Yeah, waiting for yeah. friend, come up higher. Yeah. And martyr, right? So yeah. that keeps the war imagery alive, right? Because, yeah. because you can imagine them uh, suffering for their belief, which people do today and did back then. Uh, and, you know, Jesus prophesies that it will happen uh, in the future, that uh, people will, will, will die for, that, for, for their beliefs. But it includes all believers. That's what's Im imagined here. And uh, later they're described as the 144,000. Ah, okay. Um, and but what I wanted to point out was this pattern: is that you have suffering that, right. and toil and tribulation, which yep. is what we're suffering as a consequence of sin. Then God talks about Genesis stuff again, Tim. Right, right from the beginning. Yeah. Then God talks about the righteous people. Yeah. And then He talks in contrast that with the wicked people, and then He promises that He will deliver him from that, and then eventually deliverance is is realized. So that's the idea there. And then, but we can move on to the next verses well, here. Wait, wait, oh, wait, sure. Wait, so what's the business with the white robe? Why are they given a white robe? Oh, there? because. Why are they told to rest a little longer? What, what's that all about? Sure. The white robe, that is uh, Jesus giving it to them, right? Okay. That, that yeah. represents that they have been paid for by the blood of the lamb. Right. And so that shows them, shows that they have been saved, right? They right. wear the name of God on their forehead as opposed to the name of the 
beast on their, their hand or forehead. So they are the righteous ones. They belong to God. They're sealed. They're, they're paid for with the blood of the lamb. And they're waiting because the time is not yet. But it, it's, it's coming, but it, it is not yet. They're waiting for the deliverance. Is, is there any significance to the fact that they're under the altar? Is that a, a symbol of the fact that they are being protected? And, and are, are why, why under the altar, Tim? Well, for one thing, you're, the altar also is an allusion to the temple, right? Okay. And so yeah. you're in the holy place. You're with God. You're on Mount Zion, so to speak. So, so that would, like in, in the Psalms, you know, that would differentiate them from the wicked, okay. right? Under again, that that gives shows the hierarchy, right? God is way up, way up there. Ah, We're I... they're way down there, <coughs> uh, and and also with the altar, you know, if you sacrificed uh, a lamb, you know, the, it would drip down, oh, right? Oh, I like that image, so, yeah. So the, that, we're under there, our robes are right because the blood has been, yeah, okay, cool. So, so you, and I mean, it doesn't make any sense with our eyes, but you know, the, the blood is washing us clean, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and we're that then the end result is we're wearing white, right? We're purified. So we want to be under the altar. We want to be you, under the you altar. You want to be under where the blood's at. That's I like that yeah. image too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and prayers go up from under the altar to God. And that, okay. that's Old Testament and New Testament, oh. right? Okay. See, now, thank you, because that's a beautiful image. The forgiveness, the grace coming down and their voices, our voices right now and all of our trials and troubles calling up to God. And we do. How long is this going to go on, Lord? Right, wow. right, all right. So we want to read the rest of the verses, verses twelve and, to. And Tim, I know you're new to this whole radio stuff, so don't get anxious. If you don't get everything covered this week, we will be back oh, again. Certainly, John. All right, go ahead. How, how many verses do you want me to twelve read? Twelve to seventeen. Okay. When he opened the sixth seal, and I looked, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth. The full moon became like blood, and the stars of the sky fell to the earth as a fig tree sheds its winter fruit. When shaken by a gale, the sky vanished like a scroll that is being rolled up, and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Then the kings of the earth and the great ones and the generals and the rich and the powerful and everyone slave and free hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains, calling to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who is seated on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of their wrath has come. And who can stand? Whoa, that sounds like end of the world stuff to me, Tim. Well, definitely end of the world stuff. Yeah. Uh, and some things that jump out at you is, you know, the, the sun, the moon, the stars. Of course, Jesus mentions that in, in, in the Gospels, yep. right? Yeah. Uh, but the first thing to notice, though, is the contrast. So okay. the fifth seal was all about the righteous people. Yeah. The sixth seal is all about the wicked, right? So, oh, okay. so it's not, it's not, the wicked isn't included in that sixth seal. I mean, the, the righteous isn't included in that sixth seal. All right, I got, let's make sure I got the knife. So the fifth seal, that's that's us. We, we got the blood pouring us. We're under the altar. We're caught to God. We've got the right of now. So this is what happens to the evil. Okay. To the evil, right? Yeah, yeah. So you have all those uh, cosmic signs, the, the sun dark, the, the, the moon blood, the stars fallen, the, the world is being torn apart like a scroll and uh, and rolling up. But then what do the wicked try to do? They try to hide. Okay. And, and they're so desperate that they want the mountains and rocks to fall on them. That's pretty desperate, isn't it? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> but that is actually an allusion uh, to Isaiah. Isaiah also mentions uh, where the wicked, you know, say that they would want the rocks and mountains to, to fall upon them. Uh, but they're so scared of who, John? 
They're scared of the lamb. The lamb. The and, wrath of the lamb. And let the lamb is who? Jesus. Jesus, right? And that the, seems wrong, but okay. And, go ahead. and they're afraid of him because he carries judgment and he yeah. exposes their wicked deeds. And and so you have the, that contrast of the, the wicked and the good. Uh, the, I mean, the good and evil, the wicked and the righteous. And uh, they're, they're going to have their comeuppance, so to speak. Their judgment is coming swiftly. And, and more about this next week on Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics.